I'd like to talk about orality, the Bible, and the African imagination, looking at this wonderful heritage that Africa and African Christianity has with the Bible, and trying to understand some linkages between orality, literacy, and embodiment. One of my fundamental concerns up front is that during the colonial heritage and coming out of modernity, uh, heritage, there's been this trading in binaries, so we've pitted Africa against the West, modern against traditional. And one of the things we've done is we've postulated an orality against illiteracy. And we trade in these binaries and we refer to Africa as this oral culture and the West as a literal culture, but I want to kind of nuance that and show that, in fact, with Africa's heritage with the Bible, it's been much more uh, complex than that, and a weaving together of orality, literacy, and embodiment. So that's one of my fundamental concerns, and a number of scholars have talked about the Bible being Africa's preeminent text, so why is that? Well, in the early uh, church days, coming out of, certainly Africans were involved in the Bible, and we see Africa involved even in the pages of Scripture. But also in the early church, what we kind of uh, come to realize is that uh, the early church expanded first into Africa. And so we see Alexandria and we see Augustine and Clement and Tertullian and, and a number of these scholars. And what we uh, find there is we find a literacy. We find a strong emphasis upon the written word. And, and so before Africa, we can talk about the orality of Christianity. We need to start with illiteracy, and subsequently through the years, that literacy would inform what I think is a very robust orality. Years later, the missionaries came, and again, we trade in these binaries. We talk about the missionaries being focused upon literacy, Africans upon orality, but we see a really dynamic interchange taking place. Uh, we see a two-way conversation, a trading of cultural items between them. Um, Africans took, an, it took the Bible and took literacy from the missionaries and adopted it for their own purposes, sometimes using it as an object of power, other times using it as a means for social advancement, and other times certainly using it for biblical literacy. The missionaries themselves were also not the unmoved movers, but they themselves were changed and converted by their experience with the Africans. So we see this really dynamic interplay. I talk a little bit about the missionaries. Many of them in the 18th, 19th, 20th centuries um, were very much children of the Enlightenment, and so they did come with a literacy and uh, a, a focus upon education and the written word. But because many of them were, they were also influenced by revivals, Keswick revivals, and the evangelical tradition of preaching and speaking publicly, they themselves also came with this mixed heritage. And so to postulate the missionaries as solely focused upon literacy, I think, is to overstep the bounds of that argument. So what we find is in the missionary era, this dynamic interchange, this interplay between the missionaries and the Africans, and the missionaries translated scripture, and in the process of translating scripture, as Lamansani talks about, they gave the Africans the first and the last advantage. And so what we find is the, the Africans in their own mother tongues were able to take the scripture and use it for purposes, deepening this understanding 
in Africa. As we come to the contemporary era, again, we find many things happening simultaneously. We again see many of the, the, the literate and the oral and the embodied heritages carrying on. Um, Karen Barber has written an interesting book called The Anthropology of Texts, and she talks about how a text means to weave. And what I think is that the, the heritage of the Bible is something that is woven into the fabric of Africa. It's woven orally, and certainly don't want to underestimate the significance of that. It's woven in a literate way, and the meaning of words is, is extremely important to Africa. And it's also woven through embodiment, and I want to talk about those uh, just for a minute. She talks about intextualization as the ability to take a, a text out of its original context and put it into others. I've done research all throughout Africa and looking at this on public service vehicles, and we find scripture passages on the sides of these matatu. And, and so what Africans are doing is they're taking scripture and they're putting it into public places. And by putting it into the public places, it now takes on a new significance. We also find it in the churches, and we see genre, the use of genre in churches. And uh, she talks about one of the, the most significant forms of genre is praise poetry. And so to walk into an African church is to see praise poetry woven together, woven through song, woven through dance, woven through literate means, and woven always through oral means. And I think that's what's exciting about what's happening in Africa, is the Bible is woven. It's woven through all of these different sources so that um, it becomes Africa's preeminent text. And I think that's significant for us as we think about Africa. Africa is not to be traded in these binaries of, of against the West or, or, or similar to the West. But I think what we find in Africa is the weaving of the Bible into the everyday language, into public places. And ultimately, I think that this heritage is going to have a great significance for what Christianity becomes in Africa and the gifts that African Christianity can give to the rest of the world. Mm -hmm.